What's up, everybody, and welcome to PPR Podcast number 124, the Week 6 Review Show and Week 7 Preview Show, wow. sponsored by the San Diego Strike Force. Seven weeks in already now, <laughs> Bo. We're at the halfway mark, Chase. It's flying by. Right. And it feels like it's only going faster and faster as we yeah. approach. Now we're into league already. I mean, it's been a great season so far. Yeah, so far so good. But, you know, there's one thing. We, we always say we're here for everybody. We're, we want everyone to play well. But Bo and I are not afraid of making predictions on this show. You know, we're, we, will, <laughs> we will talk ball as it is. Yeah. And unfortunately... La Jolla Country Day, they, uh, they took it that personally, like, yeah, we like, put our, like Michael Jordan in, uh, in The Last Dance. They, had a, they took it personally. We put our foots in our mouth. And, you know, I mean, for me, we like to, you know, I'm from the South Bay. South Bay often gets overlooked. The lower division teams, four and five, often get overlooked. So I was drinking the Division Five juice, and uh, it was poison, definitely. It, La Jolla Country Day put on a great show beating uh, Army-Navy 35-6. I, I mentioned that Army-Navy was a heavy favorite. La Jolla Country Day used our words of inspiration. It's so great that we can inspire young folks at the high school level with our words, and La Jolla Country Day uh, reminded us on why they're a Division Three team and why Army-Navy is a Division Five team, Chase. And, you know, we do a good job of just talking ball and just talking about trying to give love to everyone we can in San Diego yeah. County. And I think one of the more tired acts nowadays in our profession is, you know, having a hot take to antagonize or, you know, having a hot take to build a storyline when something's not there. Right. That's not what we do. And, you know, sometimes we're going to and we're not afraid of, you know, making picks because we like doing it. Yeah. So sometimes we're going to pick against you. It's completely in your right to be mad at that. No doubt. It's completely in your right to be fired up about it. And honestly, it reminds me back in my day um, where, you know, we actually had a Facebook post. That's how long ago that was. Right. Um, it was a Facebook post from a team. I'm not going to name who they were. Where the players and the coach, one of the coaches, was talking smack about us. And I don't know who posted it in our locker room on a piece of tape on, right on the locker room door, but we came prepared that day. And it just, that little, just that small piece of paper can change the outcome. So yeah. it wasn't our intention to inspire nope, the Tories nope. that way. But, but it sounds I like also we did. think it's really awesome that a team... People listen to they us, listen, one. They listen. Yeah, that's the main thing. We're actually getting traction. <laughs> right. uh, but two, that like they can take that and, and then show themselves of who they actually are. So big shout out to the Tories. Congratulations to the Tories on a, on a great win. Madden, Madden Craig continuing to play well. Yeah. 145 total yards, two touchdowns. Jack Circuit, 89 total yards and two touchdowns. We talked about Army-Navy being the complete defense. It was the Tories who were the complete defense in this one. Isaac Grossi, 10 total tackles. Madden Craig getting eight total tackles yeah. and an interception. And Santiano Grasso with the interception as well. Huge for the Tories. Now they move to 5-1 and one on the season. You know, when you look at that team, it's always going to be Jaden Mangini that we yeah. notice first. But they really are well-balanced. And especially on the defensive side of the ball, they, they showed that they were well-prepared for Army-Navy. That's a quiet 5-1, and one, yeah, it by is. the way. We haven't talked about La Jolla Country Day enough. And, and we will talk about them more as the season goes along. And they're, they're, the, heavy favorite in the, they're the heavy favorite in their league right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the team that obviously now, the Tories have been quiet. Who hasn't been quiet is Lincoln, and rightfully mm -hmm. so. 6-0 and after demolishing Inglewood. 56-6. I saw on Twitter, uh, forgive me, I forget who it was that said it um, because I saw it late at night on yeah. Friday night, but someone from Lincoln said they, they planted the flag at our 50, so we gave them 50. If there's nothing that embodies right. who Lincoln is, yeah. it's that right there. Gave him 56. That's a bold move, Cotton, <laughs> if you're starting off, you know, 
you're going to link in a team that's been flying and you want to poke the bear. Yeah. I mean, Inglewood's got it coming, man. Well, it was Coach B on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter X, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Uh, he said he had a big pregame speech before the game and saw Inglewood fly out to the 50 and plant their flag on the logo. And he said, you know what? I didn't need to say anything yeah, after that'll that. That'll do it. So thank you, thank you, Inglewood, for you talking about putting your foot in your mouth. Uh, they, they did that, or putting a flag in the mouth at, at that point. It was a great job by Lincoln, right? Way, way, to, way to rep for the county, way to rep for the city. Statement made. Uh, uh, yeah, right? Statement made. Let, I think uh, it, was, it was Prime who said it, I don't need to talk because my game too loud. And, and that's what Lincoln did uh, on that night. They have now the longest winning streak in the county at 18. And it looks like it's going to be continuing at that mark. And we'll get in our top nine later in the show. But, uh, yeah, Lincoln is definitely uh, a team that is going to represent San Diego very well throughout the season. Absolutely. And, you know, I was a little bit concerned with Lincoln mainly because of how great they were last year. Their defense was phenomenal. Offense was great because they had Roderick Robinson, but also being a very good uh, all-around team. So coming into the season, I had such a high standard for them. And when I saw them, you know, it was seven on seven. They, they were still working out the new guys, getting into the system. So I was a little bit concerned with them. I have no concern yeah. over this team going forward, man. They are fast, incredibly fast, and this defense is scary. Yeah. Jerome Roberts it might, it might be the most terrifying player in this county. I mean, he's he's an animal out there. He he popped the quarterback from Inglewood so hard in the shoulder that he was just out for the game after that. He's he flies around to the ball. I love the sounds of the game segment that we had. I agree. I you need to listen up, to that. I was that. cracking yeah. up the whole way. It was a phenomenal one. Um, but also, Akili Smith Jr. continues to ball. 11 of 18, 246 and three touchdowns. Aiden Jackson, I feel like we don't talk about him enough. Mm-hmm. 11 carries for 118 There's yards too many guys touchdown. to talk about on yeah, Exactly. Lincoln, and like, it's, a good it's, either, to have. it's either it's Drayden Gardner has a great day out there, yeah. or it's Isaiah Grant who had a great yep. game in this one, or it's Makai Gray, and they're all just so fast, and it helps when Achilles just throwing dimes to them. They are going to be the toughest team to beat in the county. Smith leads Division One in passing with over 1,100 passing yards, and due to it, Gardner and Grant are top five in Division One in receiving yards. So, and we want to talk about offense. we want to talk about the guys at the top, Aladar Herrera. Eight point after attempts in this one. He is third in the country in point after mm. attempts. Uh, through he's got 38 through six games. Number one has 45, but he's played seven, so he's got the game in hand. Let's get another seven touchdowns here. Let's get yeah. Aladar to the number yeah, one right. kicker in, in, as a junior, uh, as the number one kick, kicker in the nation. That just sums up how great this offense has been. In for close games, those extra points matter. Oh yeah, so that's huge. Yeah, big big time kicker. No holes for Lincoln right now. And we we talk about what was the game of the week. Granite Hills, Madison. Granite Hills showing their dominance, going to five and zero, beating Madison thirty-one to nothing. This is all about, in my opinion, is about the Granite Hills defense. You know, we we've talked about Madison's offense not kind of struggling at times, mm-hmm. but really that defense is it can have those games where it can shut down even some of the best of teams. But just a dominant performance all around. Brendan Lewis was great. He had a great soundbite in the game as well at the end, talking about you know we are arriving on the scene because I think there's still some people who are like okay. You know, how good is actually this Granite Hills team? Yeah. And now getting a revenge game for them against Madison, um, where it kind of just all went wrong for them at the end last year. I think Granite Hills is slowly climbing up and up more. We know they basically have to win out um, if they're going to be going to the open division. So it's, it's huge for them every single win that they get. Yeah, it's crazy that you mentioned that whole open thing. And we'll get that, into, like I said, later in the show. But uh, 
Second longest winning streak. We talked about Lincoln, longest winning streak. Granite's at 14 games in now after winning the state championship last year. And uh, this is a team that's flying high right now. We know about their defense. They are led by their defense, helping out their offense. Um, you know, when it comes to Benitez, he's a freshman quarterback, but he's efficient, completing around 66% of his passes. The dual-headed monster in the backfield of Jackson and Turner have lived up to preseason expectations. It's... Uh, and another example, we talk about those top four and the drop-off from 9 through 10 or from 5 through 10. And just another example, this game was here today and the disparity between the talent of those top four open division teams and uh, division one teams. I think we are seeing to see, starting to see a little bit more of separation yeah. of, and we kind of get shocked by it. We're like, okay, this team is playing well and then they play someone who is that next step up and it's like, okay. We're starting to see the gap in the gulf yeah. in, in the two teams uh, or the sections of teams. Uh, I think Granite Hills is pulling themselves into that spot. They're right there with with Helix for me. I still have Lincoln and Carlsbad yeah. in that top. Right. We'll get in the top nine in a little bit. Yeah, and all, Granite has the size and athleticism to, to be they there. Really do. So there's no doubt about it. And for me, I'm I'm always big in the trenches. They're great on both yeah. sides. Yep. And it helps their offense so much. They can beat anybody if they're playing. Paul like and that. Bert were really big on that for the game of the week. They were talking about granite size that they don't remember that much size in the trenches you're looking two years back to that cathedral state championship uh, team when they had lucky sutton absolutely and now we have to talk about a huge win for west hills yep. over el cap um four four and one on the season now for west hills el cap has fallen to three and three a little bit of a, a stride here after you know going off to a great start but colin dill great two-way player mm -hmm. for west hills mm -hmm. 128 total yards two touchdowns and an interception he balled out and where do you see this West Hills teams right now? Because they, they really have flown under the radar because they don't have like the big flashy player like we see like most teams have. Right. But they really are competitive with everybody they play against. They now join three other teams in Division Three with one loss, La Jolla Country Day and Mission Bay. So this is a team that is ready for league play. However, their league play is Grossmont Hills, yeah. and they have Granite and Helix on the docket. So we're going to learn a lot about this Wolfpack program. It's their ground game that really gets them going. And when you play against tough defenses that have a tough front seven in Granite Hills and Helix, we're going to get a good idea of what this Wolfpack program is about. Definitely on the ground game. Diego Calderon, 16 touches, 191 yards, and a touchdown, adding on with Dill on the ground right, as well. Right. You know, it's so tough to beat teams like that. Obviously, you don't want to become fully one-dimensional in the ground game. If it goes wrong, you need to you know, adapt. But when you have that team that can just run, run the ball down your throat, yeah. it's very tough to be. And Grant West Hills is proving that. They're going to get into league play. We're going to talk about that league. It's yeah. showing to be one of the best leagues in San Diego right now. But you know, who knows where the Wolfpack might go. They might go on a big run like we've seen them do in the past. Mm -hmm. But now we get to the game you covered. Two and three modern-day Catholic now over their, with their 23-14 to 14 win over St. Augustine. St. Augustine goes to three and three. What was your biggest takeaway from what you saw? Yeah. This was a playoff atmosphere. You know, and Saints came out pregame. We talked about Inglewood. They weren't to the level of Inglewood coming out in pregame, but they were darn close. They, they were coming out. They were saying unsaintly. It's football, right? <laughs> you, you get pumped up. You get excited. A lot of energy. It's a Catholic school versus a, a Catholic school. A classic game in its own right. Two uh, round top ten teams going at it. And... Modern Day put it to him on both sides. Johnny Scott, it was uh, Johnny Scott and Joey Castillo stood out to me on defense. Both sides were laying the lumber, big hits, but those two guys on the defensive side, 
undersized guys in the secondary laying the lumber. We think of like Granite Hills secondary guys coming up and making big plays around the line of scrimmage. That's what I saw in Castillo and Scott. Jordan Jackson, the running back, opened the game with that big 59-yard touchdown. Really set the momentum for that game. But Saints responded on back-to-back -back scores for Modern Day. Modern Day went down and scored. Saints came back seven and a half minute drive. Modern Day scored. Saints drove back down five, six minute drive. So 14-13 at the half. It was a close contest, but Modern Day really put it on them in the second half. That game was won in the second half on the defensive side, not allowing big plays. Talking to Coach Joyner before the game, he was weirdly just satisfied, not, not satisfied. He was weirdly relaxed. We know Coach Joyner, very intense on the sideline. He was calm, cool, collected. I asked him about, you know, the start of the season. We've been here before. Any team that plays against Cathedral, the, Mad, uh, Cathedral, uh, the big teams in Helix and Carlsbad, a lot of those teams in Division One are going to get beat the same fashion. So not that he was satisfied with those outcomes, but he understood the talent that they played against. They have the toughest strength of schedule in Division One, and it showed here this week or last week against the Saints. And, you know, it's such a huge win for them because we talked about they really do need to get going and they need yeah. to have that statement win against one of these D1 teams, and they get it against Saints. And I know especially that must be great for Joyner and obviously my cousin Jared Isidoro, yeah. both former Saintsmen, so I know that's a huge win for them to, you know, beat their former high school. But really for these kids, to be able to show that they have that defensive capability because when you get those big blowouts, like we've seen those first couple of weeks, you start to question yourself and you start to question yep. How good actually are we? Mm -hmm. You know, you lose your confidence, but you go against a Saints team who's very capable. Like you said, they've been playing well up to that point. They get scored on, they can drive right down. We've yeah. seen it from their run game, we've seen it from Brady Palmer as well. And for them to shut them out in the second half to get that win, huge win for yeah. Modern Day. And it's going to uh, um, catapult them going into league. Kudos to Coach Joyner. The way I experienced Coach Joyner's feelings before the game, that's how Modern Day played during the game. It was a great replication of that. Big win for Modern Day. They are the kings of the South. But other games to talk about in the South Bay from the Metro South Bay teams. Hilltop gets back to 500 after a convincing win over Castle Park 42-7. Lancers have outscored their last two opponents 85-7. Quarterback Isaac Nones has been impressive in the last two weeks. The dual threat quarterback had three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing on Friday. Isaac Meza and Juan Matus have scored in back-to-back -back weeks. Meza stretches the field with more than 500 yards receiving on the season, and Matus showed his athleticism on his pick six. I know you're a defensive guy. You love to see a caravan of players leading a guy into the end zone. Matus, with an athleticism, opened his hits, looked like a ride receiver and broke a couple tackles and then followed a caravan of Lancers into the end zone. That was great to see. Yeah, I am a defensive guy and I do love that so much that it will be up for play of the week this week. It was, I was, I was cheering it on as right. I was watching it right. on the highlights. It was those awesome. are one of those when you're on camera, I'm sure you've been there behind the camera as well where you're like, don't get tackled at yeah. the one. Don't get tackled <laughs> the at time. the one. I, I remember uh, a play when I was playing uh, where Braden Soprenit actually got an interception okay. and then as a defensive lineman, you like turn around and you're like, what do I do? Right. What do I do? Yeah, I, don't, right, right. I don't know how to block. I hit the guy. I don't block. Um, so it's always fun to see the defensive guys turn into offensive players, and especially when they actually take it to the house. Chula Vista fell to Sweetwater 23-21 in what is now the longest-running San Diego rivalry in the county. 
Uh, Xavier Cruz with a pair of touchdowns. Sweetwater jumped out to a 13-0 lead, and the Spartans started their engines a little too late. If we played five quarters, the Spartans probably win that game, but it's a four-quarter game, and Sweetwater definitely showed out. Chula Vista wide receiver uh, Elijah Gillespie had another pair of touchdowns, giving him eight on the season. He's looking like the Metro Pacific Offensive Player of the Year right now. Congrats to Irvin Hernandez on winning uh, that big rivalry game. It, Sweetwater had been down and out. That was a big win for them to get back on the winning track. An Olympian, first battle of the O Trophy win in seven years, beating Otay Ranch 22-15. Great win for first-year head coach Brad Carter as the Eagles have now won their last three out of four games. And Montgomery gets back on the winning track. After their tough loss to El Cajon Valley, winning their last two games, outscoring their opponent 122-22, Sophomore quarterback Andy Deonda is finding his groove, throwing five touchdowns against Canyon Hills. He started the game with a 26-yard dot to Raul Moreno, splitting two defenders. Wide receiver Eric Brown had a career night. The speedster, 100-plus receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns. They get a bye week and sh a show-me game against Modern Day, so they'll have two weeks to prepare for the Crusaders. Those wins makes the Metro South Bay that much more interesting. Three teams now, Montgomery, Hilltop, and Olympian, all three and three. Sioux High win gets them to two and four. So that's gonna be a fun Metro South Bay down the stretch. You know, it's been incredible how much we've been waiting for league play because we look at the Western League, we look at the Avocado, but there's so many other leagues now that like, Everyone's kind of coming into their own, and you know, obviously some leagues are different, but there's a lot of teams where everyone in the league is on a hot streak, everyone's playing great, and now they're matching up against each other, which is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. I mean, might as well just get right into week seven, yeah. the previews. Game of the week, this is one that I've been waiting for for both sides. 5-0 and Carlsbad at 4-1 and Mission Hills. A huge game. I want to see just what Mission Hills can do against Carlsbad. You know, I, I'm still so uncertain on Mission Hills because you see the quality, you see the capability, and but the play hasn't exactly been like you know clean. It hasn't exactly been the top level that we think they're actually capable of. I think they can force the issue though against Carlsbad. I think it's going to come down to stopping Mason Mason Walson running the ball. Mission Hills has that capability with the guys they have on the defensive side with class. Um, but if they don't stop that running the ball and they just let Saiyan work off the play action like we know he can, it's going to be a long day for them. But really what I want to see is just how well can Troy Hume play against mm -hmm. this Carlsbad defense. Because from what I've seen, he's looked better every single week now that he has been the starter since that week one game against Granite. You know, he does have now Keaton Smith playing as wide receiver. They kicked him out wide. He looks like a great weapon out there. I think Mission Hills has the capability, but Carlsbad has just been rolling, and they know that now they're getting into this league stretch. They have to run the table to prove that they still are the top dogs in, in the avocado. Mission Hills is going to need to put pressure on Sand. There's no doubt about that. You've got to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. And he's been clean up until this point, over 1,000 passing yards. I want to say a country best, completing 79% of his passes is definitely a county best. I, I don't know the stats countrywide, but 79% is a mark I've never seen through six weeks. 13 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. You talk about the play fake, and it's been effective. Mason Walsh, 485 rushing yards. He's averaging 10 yards a pop right now. And Josh Ball on the outside, 26 receptions. He's been Saints' top target. So this offense is rolling. But for me, it's the defense. They, they have no holes on the defensive side. And it's the senior leadership from Thomas McCormick, Luke Ferrelli, who's going to Stanford, Damian, or Damon Ivey, who's one of their leading tacklers, and up front, Jude McClellan, who's really plugging a lot of holes. 
Class is going to need to play out of his mind this week, and they're going to Mission Hills is going to need to rely on their bigs up front and their big players. This is another game where that separation from those top four teams to those five through t five through ten teams. I think this is going to be another example of that. But Mission Hills is always well coached by Hauser, and he gets his boys ready for big games. Yeah, they're definitely going to be well prepared for them. I, it's just going to, in my opinion, it will come down to that Mission Hills offense against Carlsbad defense. Can they put up the points? Can, can they? Yeah. Because, you know, there is potential there. Carlsbad does apply a lot of pressure. But if Mission Hills gets on a roll, they can keep up with the Carlsbad offense, in my opinion. Um, Mission Hills' defense is great. I just think the Carlsbad offense is probably maybe just a little bit too much yeah. for them. But we're about to find out, aren't we? And special teams also. Yes. When, when the offense, you have the disparity from one offense to the other, defense and special teams really play big, and Mission Hills is going to need to do that with defense and their special teams. And another avocado matchup for the North County game of the week, 3-2 and two Poway at 4-1 and one La Costa Canyon. Poway is very much a scrappy team. We've seen yep. that in their wins against Ramona and RB. But I think La Costa Canyon is just a little bit too much for them right now. They have a little bit too much weapons on the outside offensively. We've seen how well their defense has played as well. I, I'm favoring Lacoste Canyon. You know, the, here we go back. Yeah, I, here I'm we go back the to the same thing. I'm feeling Chase. it too. I am, I'm feeling. I am, I am. I'm feeling. We're about. Out, we're about to be in the Poway yeah. locker room, aren't yeah, we? Right. Um, but I, I'm feeling Lacoste Canyon puts up some big points here. Yeah, uh, they're going to take us to the woodshed <laughs> if, if we get this one yeah. wrong because Poway is a well-coached team by coach and Poway alum Kyle Williams. Uh, this is a scrappy team. They're big up front. They play well in the trenches, and that's how you win a lot of high school football games. But. LCC, more balanced on offense, and their defense uh, has shown the ability to uh, not allow a lot of points and not, uh, not allow uh, many big plays. So Poway, they know they go through their run game. Uh, their quarterback has shown the ability. Hurst, Ty Hurst, has, shown, has really come into his own. I remember saying that last week as well. He's playing well right now. He Eight is. passing touchdowns, only two interceptions. He's going to need to play big. Here today, we know LCC can put up points. I see a double-digit win this week, but Poway is that program uh, that can definitely remind us of, of who they are. And I think that's the biggest one. It'll be can Poway like bring a shock factor to LCC? Yeah, they have that potential no where doubt. you know they can make it a, really a grind out the game where it's going to be a battle in the trenches. They can do that. However, I think what Quinn Roth has been doing, on top of the fact he's mm -hmm. got a great run game to go along right. with him, I feel like LCC has the potential to go out big, and it'll be tough to stop from there on out. The eye-opener for me from LCC was how they handled Del Norte, yeah. who are just as athletic as any D2 team, and they, they put the hurting on them. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. So when we're looking at the Avocado League, we got 5-0 Carlsbad, 4-1 El Camino, 4-1 LCC, 4-1 Mission Hills, 3-2 Poway, and 3-2 Torrey Pines. Is the Avocado the best league in the no county doubt. right now? I, I have to agree. Yeah. We're going to say Carlsbad is the leader. Yeah. Who of this group <laughs> can sneak it from them? I'm not doing it. No, uh, Carlsbad is definitely the head and shoulders above the competition when it comes to the Avocado League. But they're going to have to play three tough teams, Mission Hills, El Camino, and... Um, the other one, Mission Hills, El Camino, LCC. and LCC. So they're gonna they they can't they can't come out uh, they can't come out slipping on any of those weeks. Carlsbad is gonna have to play their best ball to come out with the dubs. But Carlsbad right now, because of the balance on offense and their no holes on defense, uh, they're still the heavy favorite. But it's really that second place, and yeah. those are really the six, seven, eight teams for me: El Camino, Mission Hills. 
And um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the other team. LCC. Uh, thank you, LCC, who we were just talking about. Uh, those three teams, uh, A, B, and C. And it's going to be great because those three teams, um, I feel, are about as balanced as a 2-3-4 teams in any league. And because of it, to me, last few years it's been Avocado or Western. Yeah. To me, from top to bottom, the Avocado League is the best league in the county by far. I think a lot of the Western teams have been slipping a little bit. Uh, we'll get onto that coming up right now. But yeah. I think with Avocado, they're just all rolling so high right now right. that it's, it's, I can see there's potential for an upset where I don't really necessarily see that when it comes to Western League play, yeah. when it comes to Lincoln. You know, I think Lincoln has started to separate themselves a little bit from the rest of the Western League. I see the potential for El Camino, LCC, and Mission Hills. I see it. I could see how it gets done. Um, I really like these Wildcats, man. They continue yeah. to put I, on a you, show. You, you've been highlighting that, the Wildcats. That, that, that win against Oceanside, we saw that coming, but the defensive side of the ball for them, they are just flat-out phenomenal yeah. and a top-tier level team. What makes Carlsbad tough also, not only their coaching staff, but they're so senior heavy. Like yeah. these guys have been and played in big games. So and that's what's also tough because now they, they know how to prepare for those big games. They've been in those situations. And that's uh, another thing that makes that Lancer team so tough. Man, just the way out, we're gonna get a, an avocado league matchup, most likely two great avocado yeah. league matchups every single week. That's yep. just awesome to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but now we get into the Jersey Mike City game of the week. Six and oh Lincoln at two and four Madison. Madison really needed a bounce back game to be competitive against Granite Hills going into this Lincoln game. I, I, it's going to be tough for Madison to hang in there. We know they are a good team, though, but it's tough when they, you can have a big blowout week after week. It's tough to then go against Lincoln, who Lincoln still has a chip on their shoulder, yeah. and they want to prove to themselves against Madison um, that they are still the top dogs, and they want to send statements. That's the best thing about Lincoln. They don't, they don't take, it's all gas, no brakes, right, man. Right. They go for it. And so I, I see more of the same from this freight train that has become the hive. Yeah, Madison's just playing against the best of the best. They really are. Man, so like, how, how do you really knock them, you know? And when you're playing against the best of the best, it's not that they're okay with, with these blowouts, but similar to the way Joyner, his, his feel before the pregame in the South Bay game of the week against Saints, that's how I see Coach Jackson with this Madison team. They are a young Madison team, and they're playing against not only the top talent, but these top talented teams have senior heavy caliber players, which just makes it that much more difficult for Madison. Lincoln, this, this should be a, another um, just get ready game for playoffs more so than anything else. Yeah, and you know, it's the thing with Lincoln is they climb one mountain, they get onto the next one. Yeah. And this next mountain is now the Western League, which they want to achieve and want to accomplish. Yeah. Because they are statement wins when you beat these teams. You know, I, Saints is three and three, Madison's two and four, Cathedral's one and five, UC's oh and five, but still, there's still great programs yeah. across the board where you get to say you beat these guys. And now you're in a situation where it's like sharks in the water where you're flying so high and they're not really, so you could put up statement wins that you'll remember forever. Right. So I think Lincoln's gonna be on a mission still throughout this Western League. At the beginning of the season, the Western League, we, we knew Lincoln was the favorite, but by how much now they are really starting to separate themselves in that Western League. Big time, and now we get to, honestly, what's, you know, I'd probably pick the competition and the teams um, if we had a playoff format between these two leagues, I'd, I'd probably pick the Western League. But if we get on to now, the Grossmont Hills League, 
they've probably taken, at least for the most competitive, yeah. as the second best league in San Diego right now. As for the East County game of the week by El Cajon Ford, 5-0 Granite at 4-1 Santana. You know, Granite, they, I think they do realize they have to run the table. So mm-hmm. they, they are going to be, they're playing the playoffs right now. That's what they are. They, if they want the open division, it is playoffs from the jump. So they take on a Santana team who's been playing great. I want to see how, how much Santana can keep themselves in this fight because they've done it against everybody they come up against. Santana has had two weeks yep. to prepare for this Granite Hills team. Defensive coordinator Mike Wright is going to have his handfuls with Granite Hills. Uh, they, they, I'm sure they were out there at that game against Madison. I'm sure they've watched a lot of film on this rushing attack in Benitez. It's, you know, Trent Taylor was, was very confident in that big win after El Cap. Let's see how big his confidence in is in a big game against a top caliber program in San Diego. And that's what they're going to need. If they're going to yeah. have any chance at all, they have to go in there thinking that we got it. We right. can do it. Might not go that way, but, you know, Santana's, you know, they've proven that they are a good team. And they're going to get into the rest of the league play, which could be favorable for them. Yeah. You know, we have 5-0 Granite, 5-0 Helix, 4-1 Santana, 4-1 West Hills, who we touched on, Steel Canyon 3-2, we still don't give them enough love because they're a good team. And 3-2 and Grossmont, who's been a very yeah. good team. I mean, to me, the Grossmont Hills League is second most competitive in, in, in the county. It and has to be. Steel Canyon might be better than West Hills and Santana. They who, really might. Who moved over into the Grossmont Hills League this year and has made that Grossmont Hills League one of the top leagues in the county. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun one to watch in, in this league. Um, but now we go to the National City Mile of Cars South Bay Game of the Week, the game you will be at. Four and two Southwest San Diego at one and five San Ysidro. I have to say it now because we have turned over, but the autumn wind is a Raider. <laughs> and I feel like the Raiders yeah. have a chance to make a statement as they head into the Metro Pacific League where they look like they will be contending with Chula Vista for that league yeah. title this year. Southwest, and this is why I love sports, right? Whenever you're in a situation, it always seems like just in life, right? You're in this situation, your previous experiences have allowed you to conquer this moment. Southwest, at this point in the season last year, 4-2. They're 4-2 now. Coach Cruz returns in his sixth year as head coach. They went 0-4 in league play last year. They now start league. They have a, a refresh, a reset, and it's looking good for them. The Raiders are led by dual-threat quarterback Justice Pidgey. Ten touchdowns in five games. They haven't updated their stats from the last game. 618 passing yards. Leads the team with 245 rushing yards. Pidgey's favorite targets are Jalen Garcia and Andrew Moreno, who have 11 receptions each. Garcia also leads the team with 24 tackles. And Deshaun Robinson has three of the team's six interceptions on the season. The Cougars are also led by dual-threat quarterback in Dario Garcia, The sophomore leads the team with six touchdowns and is second on the team with 325 rushing yards. Senior Omar Vargas gives the offense balance on the ground and in the air. He has 39 touches for 428 yards. He's also second on the team with 50 tackles. Sophomore running back Nathan Lintag leads the ground attack with 52 carries for 345 yards and two touchdowns. Jane Dominguez has been a force on the defensive side, leading with 57 tackles and five sacks on the season. Whenever we put this Cougar team out, what did they do against Hoover on a Thursday night? They beat a program that we can talk more about, right? So that was their only win coming into this one. Now that we're talking about Southwest, they might, they might come back and remind us that this San Ysidro team is worth talking about. A home game for them. It's uh, a 
San Ysidro beat Southwest last year, 12-6. I, I see a similar game. If San Ysidro is going to win this game, just like they beat Hoover, it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I, I think the Raiders, after last season, coming into this season in a very similar situation, I see they, them responding well in this atmosphere and seeing them pulling out the win against Cedro. Yeah, I think I think the Raiders are on to a you know a mission to win it this year, yeah. especially how prime they are in the league. They're four and two. Chula's four and two. Castle Park two and four coming in. Mar Vista one and four. And San Ysidro one and five. You know, not teams that have been flying high. Obviously, a lot can change in these South Bay leagues. But I think the Raiders have a chance to where, you know what, we can go on a run and we can actually win it this year. That's why I'll say again, the autumn wind is right. the Raiders. So I'm, it's when we're getting into fall now, it's, they're gonna, I, I feel like the Raiders, especially they, they played such a good game against Claremont. Um, right. And I think they have the capability of being a very good team this year. Yeah. If there's one other game you're looking for this week, which one are you looking at? I like Kearney Hoover. Central League matchup, two teams that are at the top of Division Five. Uh, to me, this game will decide the Central League winner and uh, a possible bye week in Division 5. For me, my underrated game of the week, there are five undefeated teams left in San Diego. We've talked about Lincoln. We've talked about Carlsbad. We've talked about Granite. We've talked about Helix. But 5-0 and Brawley Wildcats. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate that they're in the Imperial Valley and out in the desert. We cannot always go out there to, to watch them. But we will get to watch them because they're going to be playing right here off the I-15 as they take on a team that's been soaring in yeah. Scripps Ranch. Brawley is led by dual-threat quarterback Matthew Gutierrez, who already has 1,000 total yards and 17 total touchdowns, a two-headed monster in the running backfield between Zane Richards and Matthew Moreno, as well as Alec Valdez and Christopher Camille on the defensive side of the ball. They've been balling out. Scripps Ranch will be a tough test for them mm -hmm. because Scripps Ranch has been playing phenomenal, and they seem like they're in scrappy games every single week. But this could be a huge test for Brawley to where they could, you know, once they get into league play, they might go on an undefeated run. So that's the game I'm going to be looking at outside of the games of the week. Brawley is one of those programs that, hey, why aren't you talking about enough about us? We, we, are, we feel like we're being overlooked. This is a game where you prove yourself against Scripps Ranch. Absolutely, I agree. Well, I think it's about time we get into our top nine now. So Got a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> for the top nine, I've been sticking on Carlsbad as one for this whole season. Are we switching? Do that, I hear a do I hear are, an autumn I'm, wind I'm, flip? Uh, it's an autumn <laughs> wind flip. I got Lincoln as one okay. now. Okay, all um, right. And Convincing I've been saying Friday. it's been 1A, 1B. I still somewhat feel that way, yeah. but I, I think Lincoln might be pulling themselves a little bit further to one by themselves. And it's nothing against Carlsbad. Obviously, they're on a bye. They didn't do, nothing, they didn't do anything wrong. Right. But the speed of this Lincoln team, it's, it's crazy how hard it is to stop that. And it's crazy that you have to have those guys that are that athletic just to keep up with it. And I think they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Obviously, I got Carlsbad at two. It's going to be a huge game for them against Mission Hills. Mm -hmm. At three, I had Helix last week. I got Granite Hills. Oh, I think, okay. I think if we're looking at them, Helix's defense is very, very good. But Granite Hills' defense is... It's top tier, in my opinion, okay. and they're they I've, I, they're so hard to play against. Because I can see they, more quotes they, up in the locker room for Helix. They hit you so hard. Oh yeah, that game's. <laughs> I'm gonna be on Helix's locker. I already, I, already, I understand. I understand. That's when is, you know you made it, is, it to the big league. Chase. But I, I honestly think there's more of a closer battle for three four than there is. You know, like I feel like than it is one two. 
I think Helix and Granite can flip because you have a dominant defense in Granite okay. with a very, very good offense. Okay. And now you have a dominant Helix, uh, dominant Helix offense with a very good defense. It's hard for me to pick which one it sways, mm -hmm. but I, I lean a little bit more on the dominant defensive side because they can be the disruptors that take you off your game. If they can stop Kevin Allen from running the ball, you know, effectively, I think they can they can win that game against Helix. So as of right now, I think Granite for me is creeping up to three Helix of four. It's not that big of a difference though, because Helix is still great. Yeah. At five, I got the Wildcats. I got El Camino. Um, I think they've been slept on. They have a, fin a fantastic defense, more than enough weapons on offense. Carson Howard, five total touchdowns against Oceanside. Seems like they do that every week as well. El Camino, I think, is a team that could potentially upset a Carlsbad. I really think they have that capability. I think they have the capability of doing that to a Mission Hills. But I do think there is a, a block between one through four. We've talked about this and five, six, and seven, which is where I have LCC at six, Mission Hills at seven. I think those three teams are a lot closer to each other. Um, and then I have at eight, I have Cathedral Catholic. I still have them in there. It's tough to reward a team that's one in five. It is, but I still believe they are one of the best teams in this county. We are going to find out a lot about them in the Western League. They might, you know, if, if the losses keep coming, they have to fall out of the top nine. Mm -hmm. But I do think they're capable of beating a lot of these Western League teams. At nine, I have Madison, same thing. Um, I think they've, they've played one of the toughest schedules. It's only going to get tougher from here. They have to figure it out. And on the outside looking in, I think we have to consider modern day. You know, we got, we got very scared of them once they got blown out those first couple games. But they slowly started creeping their way back up and showing exactly who they are. On Max Preps, Carlsbad 1, Lincoln 2, Helix 3, Granite 4, Mission Hills 5, El Camino 6, Cathedral Catholic 7, LCC 8, and Modern Day did crack the top nine. So I didn't get any of those. <laughs> there was not a so single, what you're saying there was not is, a single one. 1A, <laughs> um, 1B for Carlsbad Lincoln. I, I think that gap is closer than the 3-4. I think Helix Granite is a bigger gap. I have Helix at three, Granite at four. Okay. Um, but it's tough to go against Lincoln, right? Uh, longest winning streak in the county. But when you see those stats by Carlsbad, I, both sides, it's... One, I, it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, Julian Sane is the best quarterback in the country. Yeah. But Achilles Smith is the best quarterback in his class. Yeah. So it's like, how do you slice or dice that? Um, I have Cathedral at five. Um, they have the toughest strength of schedule, and I'm okay rewarding them at five. And then that's six through eight. I have the Avocado League, Mission Hills, El Camino, LCC. Um, we're going to find out more about those teams when Avocado League plays. And there's no doubt in my mind, Modern Day creeps into that top nine. Modern Day is my nine seed right now. We were talking about the Saints being that nine seed for the first few weeks. And Modern Day played. Modern Day beat them in all phases of the game. Special teams, offense, and defense. They controlled the tempo. Saints did come back. They had some opportunities. But Modern Day just really controlled that game in, in the South Bay. So I have Modern Day at nine. All right, that's a pretty yeah. solid list. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm right there thinking about Modern Day, putting them back in there. Maybe it was a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth from those first couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I get it. Uh, I think they'll grow into that, especially once these teams start playing each other more. And it um, is tough but to put Cathedral at five, too. And yeah. it, to me, it's just that strength of schedule. I, if, if, if we're talking Cathedral versus those avocado teams, right. I still probably favor them. Right. But I think 
we need to reward those avocado teams for how well they have played I agree. against some pretty good competitions, I agree. some not so great ones. But you know, it's it's hard to reward it when you know Cathedral doesn't come out on top in those games. But you know, that's going to do it here for us. As always, you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram. I, I guess now post this in your locker room so your yeah. guys get excited. Um, <laughs> no, but it, oh, we love it, man. We, we do. We, I, that I, fires me up, man. It brings me back to those days. Well, you know, it's it's what we do, right? It, it's such a quick turnaround because we work on the weekends. And it's, it's not easy to go through all these games and pick which ones we want to talk about. And unfortunately, we don't get to talk about every game. We yeah. don't get to talk about every player. Like even a Lincoln team, we could talk about any one of those guys yeah. on any given weekend. The same for all the top programs. But it's, um, it's not that it's, you know, we're, we're throwing any shade or that we're overlooking or disrespecting people. It's just we only have 30, 45 minutes to talk about it. And there's 100 schools. Yeah, absolutely. So. And we kind of just stated the games a week. But yeah. if you want us to talk about a team, please mention it on Instagram. Yeah. Mention it on Twitter. DM us. We're not afraid of it, no. you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely mention them and go on topic about them. We, we promise you that. But that will do it for us. Tune in tomorrow for PPR Podcast number 125, where Paul and Bert will sit down with Helix Star running back Kevin Allen III. We will see you all next week.